Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We've entered November, and uh, yeah, we're going to keep the geek stuff coming. This is Jonathan London. I'm your host, and we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books. Uh, usually we do this with a guest, if this is your first Geekscape, and this episode is no different. We have uh, Deanne Bacar. Is that, did I pronounce that properly? No. How, how do you pronounce it? Deanne Bahar. Deanne Bahar? Yeah, the CSI. What is the nationality on that one, Deanne Bahar? It's old school Hebrew. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I never knew there were silent C's. Yeah. Um, I think they pronounce it differently. We dropped yeah, the C when we came over here, I guess. Well, how do you, do you think, do you think like in the old country, like, they're clearing their throats. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not doing that because every girl I tell it to looks like I'm going to hock a loogie on her face. It's the Ebola, Ebola, Ebola pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is uh, Mr. Kenny Craig, our co-host. And then Ben Dunn is back and joining us this week. Hello. After having a week off for debauchery. And you missed a really good video game episode. If you guys want, you can. I know I listened to it. I missed. I missed out. My favorite episode of all time. (laughs) Jonathan was like, "That's because Ben wasn't here." Yeah, I get it. Um, No, no, I love Ben. But if you guys are listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, however you listen to Geekscape, tell your friends. And that episode is still sitting there, and it's got tons of great uh, video game content. We also have all of our panels from uh, Kamikaze up uh the zombie panel the kaiju big robots camp panel that we did and then um of course geekscape live which was a lot of fun and my one-on-one with robert liefeld the creator robert of liefeld. deadpool uh and that one that one's really cool um that one actually got sourced like a couple of websites were picking up some of the information really? for our panel and writing about it they didn't mention the handsome host yeah, i was of the gonna panel. say definitely <laughs> they weren't like oh yeah. my god that, that that handsome charismatic witty ray romano lookalike was in inter- interviewing <laughs> someone i don't even know who the other guy was but that yeah. host oh my yeah. lord but um no uh it, that's that's where we met Deanne. It was um, Deanne, right? Deanne. Yeah. I keep I keep messing with it. See, I, I, Nobody I can't ever it right. gets it right. Nobody. Nobody. What Nobody. is that? You don't want to. It's do, made up. But you're an My actor. Just made it up. Deanne, like you're you're um you're an actor. Like why not just change your name to something like um, Luke Holt? Yeah, I was, yeah. Like I was gonna be like Rex Fox. Yeah. yeah. Like uh like yeah. why not change your name? Because I'm me, man. Yeah. Why, why, why would you need answer. to? Ben Dunn, I know other... that's not your real name, so you keep this quiet. All right? <laughs> it, uh, yeah. All right, Gerald. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, 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 all right. All right. Silent. All right, Gerald. Because I know that's not your name. Gerald. Oh. Gerald. I changed my name from Gerald to Ben. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> to Benjamin. So I, I met Dean at uh, Kamikaze, mm-hmm. and uh, you were there signing the autographs, and, uh, and you have this new project called... My neighborhood, and I saw the video. The video is actually really well done on the Kickstarter. If you, uh, what's the URL for your Kickstarter? But it's on Kickstarter. You search. It's it's like a huge long code. It's like (laughs) it's like Kickstarter. Look for my neighborhood. It's uh, Dan's project. And if you look under my name or the name of the show, my neighborhood, or the name of my company is uh, Bonobo Mountain Films. Uh One of those three things. Hopefully, and it was good. Like Mm, like like it's it's pretty. Funny video. How long did it take you to put together? A uh, couple weeks. Uh huh. Yeah. And basically, what's the concept of my neighborhood? It's uh, it's hopefully gonna be a sitcom that's about a guy, my character, who uh, is sort of an idealistic, naive guy who comes from the Midwest and grows up in sort of a friendly uh, suburban neighborhood where everybody on the street knows each other, and he moves to the big city to get a job as a comic book writer and moves into this apartment complex where. Nobody knows each other. Nobody interacts. Nobody cares. Los I mean, Angeles, big yeah, city. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, well, it's any city in any in any part of the country. I mean, where people just compacted together. Ironically, I found that they actually interact less and they actually know each other less. And the guy starts feeling weird that you know he's separated by a one-inch wall and his neighbor never talks to him. He doesn't know who that guy is. And he remembers being a kid where he knew everybody on the street. So the show is about this guy, basically. Uh, through pushing and pulling his neighbors 
through mishap and adventure into getting to basically know each other and to think of the actual apartment building itself as a neighborhood in and of itself. Hmm. And it's sort of a, a fortress and it should be a place of strength and hopefully people there can help you out and you actually know people. You actually know your neighbors, actually have neighbors. So and when the zombies attack, it actually becomes a fortress. That's plot exactly, twist. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not until Is like that going to happen? Is that going to... Zombies? There is yes. a surprise thing at the end where they do actually need to... You know, fortify. Uh, fortify and know each other. Oh. Interesting. But it's it's a comedy, and it's very... It's got a, a nice moral, you know... Yeah, backbone, that would like make people. But it's going to be very silly. Too. Yeah, man, that would like make people in like are like in L.A. or people that don't know their neighbors be, think about, hey, why don't I know my neighbors? Like, because yeah. everyone always likes to think that everyone knows their neighbors in other cities. Like, right. oh, well, they all know their neighbors in other cities. It's just this one that doesn't know it, but no one ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody I, knows. Yeah, I'll tell you, I don't want to get to know my neighbors because I know that <laughs> the one on one side of me, they have really loud, raucous sex. Uh, they're well, sixty years old. I think that's who you mean. They're that sixty like years the old. People you should. Uh, are they sixty years uh, old? They're sixty. Old. Yeah, and that, then the twenty-year-old uh, and her dysfunctional boyfriends that she rotates boyfriends every single month uh-huh. uh, are always yelling at each other and smoking pot. So, so this sounds. Wait, wait, oh. now, wait, wait. They're yelling at each other and then smoking pot. They need to smoke uh, pot first, and then there would be no yelling. Yeah, I think, I think they're doing pot wrong. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> they're injecting the pot. They're injecting the weed. Party a little. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to the sixty-year-olds house and party. You know what's funny is when you weren't here last week, they were actually guests on the show, and they were like, and then there was this boring dude who just sits at home all day and complains about us, and I don't even know where he's coming from. He just plays his <laughs> Nintendo. Ben, you got to live a little. Go and get yourself the meat in that sixty-year-old sandwich. <laughs> all right, like, you got to be the meat. Okay. What? Yeah. I don't even know how that would work. Can so, you explain that to me? <laughs> yeah, there's a 60 year old person on one side, a 60 year old person on the other, and friction starts. <laughs> that's how it. That's how it works. All right, we're all gonna be 60 sooner or later. Let's make sure those parts still work. All right, you gotta keep them well oiled yeah. and running. Keep them okay, running. Rotate all the, time. the tires once a month. Um, yeah. So, so, so Dan had actually talked about the silliness, but if you guys are unfamiliar with Dan, uh, the first time I saw your work was uh, was Cannibal the Musical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shot mm-hmm. by Robert Muratori who is one of the producers and is the DP of Doc of the Dead, Geekscape produced Doc of the Dead, the zombie documentary. Um, and I met Robert, and he would, like, he doesn't let me give him shit about playing the Frenchman, uh-huh. or the French trapper in yeah. Cannibal the Musical, uh-huh. but I love Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. Uh, what was the experience of making that? I mean, yeah. you're a college kid when you were making that. Yeah, we filmed most of that during spring break, actually, and then a few consecutive weekends after that. So now, for me, when I watch that, it feels like I'm watching... Uh, a class field trip mm-hmm. <laughs> mixed with a home movie with friends, and it's uh, it's fun. That's actually one of the few movies that I like to go back and watch. Right. Um, and Trauma put it out when like nobody believed in Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, they had like, a tough Lloyd time Coffin getting it shown. Put it out, and it's amazing. Uh, I never showed Lloyd Spores the movie, which is the movie that I made <laughs> as a singer. You've seen it. Ben. I have. Oh, God. And it's Twice. Us versus Aliens. And, uh, yeah, I made that senior year during the entire senior year. I can't believe I graduated. But I love Cannibal the Musical, and I love giving Robert shit about shooting and being in Cannibal the Musical. I ask him to sing me the song, and he won't yeah. do it. He won't even look me in the eye sometimes. Well, you know what's crazy is there's all these different stage productions around the country that are doing their own interpretations of it, which is really wow. neat. Yeah, there's yeah. actually one next weekend that I'm going to go to. Oh. And at the time, wow. did you think that uh, Trey Parker Matt Stone would go on and do, like, South Park and all that stuff? Like, did you see, like, oh, man, these guys, they're on to something. They were clearly the some of the funniest guys in school. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it would go. Nobody did, but um, they didn't. Right. But uh, I think everybody kind of got a sense that they would keep doing something. And then they yeah. they, they put you in orgasmo. Yeah, yeah. I got like, really lucky with that. They uh, 
they graduated a year before I did, uh-huh. and they came out and raised some money through a, a Japanese sex toy company. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was <laughs> what mostly funded what? Orgasmo. Yeah. That's so awesome. And so, yeah, they got the money raised together for that. So you were, were the like, product placement yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Chota Honestly, Boy yeah. was like... <laughs> yeah, a lot of the gear that I was wearing was... Actually, all the gear was from that. Yeah, none, none of it was actually like, used. Like, none of it was on camera. Uses sex. It was just uses weapons and shit for Chota Boy. I think yeah. that's amazing. Did, yeah. I mean, did, you didn't really give up hamster style, though, did you? Like, you didn't actually give that up. Oh, I in had your own to. Personal yeah. Yeah, life. Yeah. You did. yeah, I made a promise oh. to my father. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a difficult time. That's trials and tribulation. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It, it, you've actually been exposed to not only like Trey and Matt, but like the Zucker brothers basketball. Yeah. Like, dude, did you ever imagine as like. Uh, a comedian or you know an aspiring actor one day moving out to California and obviously you're a fan of like airplane and all that oh, stuff yeah. and all of a sudden you're on set and it's the Zucker brothers directing you yeah how many times a day did you pinch yourself like that's insane every day every day I was in awe I mean when I saw airplane that was probably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen mm-hmm. and then the whole naked gun series I was just pretty much in awe and scared because I was like man these guys have made me laugh for years like really hard how, how can i live up to this yeah like oh my god now <laughs> i have think to make basketball them laugh. lived up to it yeah i, I saw th- the movie opening yeah. weekend with my dad didn't you? Yeah. and we laughed our asses off yeah. oh well thank you and um and now obviously like the south park thing and being a fan of cannibal and that stuff was a part of it but when that movie came out in 98 i was like nobody nobody's expecting this like i'm gonna go see it and i also saw dirty work with my dad like yeah. we like we would just go <laughs> and see so comedies cool. that nobody wanted to go see right i wanted to see it though because it's like dude the south park guys and the cannibal guys yeah. they're now they're in a mainstream hollywood movie and we have the theater to ourselves yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like the sad part of that but well you know what sucked with that is that it came out at a bad time uh-huh. i think it came out like two weeks after There's Something About Mary. Oh, And wow. that movie was just killing it at the box office. Right. I mean, that was the comedy that everybody was going to. And we just kind of got lost in the shuffle, basically. And it's the Zucker brothers who are always going to be comedy royalty. Like, yeah. That, like, yeah, the Farley think... brothers, can, like, they have a movie coming out this weekend. They're they're comedy royalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Was there anything that, like, you took from that experience that you've maybe translated to my neighborhood as a creator where you're like, the, the, I learned this from, the, from, like, the Zucker brothers? Yeah, actually... Um, even though we had a script that was actually rewritten every single day, uh-huh. um, like I would literally, I after the first week, I just stopped memorizing lines because <laughs> I would literally show up the next day and they would hand me a new script. And you're trying to be like a good and they were like here, right? prepared. Yeah, I'd be like up all night just this getting this chance. down. I'm not gonna you're lose like, it. Here's yeah. the script. You're like, I don't need it. They're like, yeah. no, 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 you do. <laughs> yeah. nothing's the same. Well, they were constantly rewriting, and what happened was once you actually got on set, on top of that, they were rewriting, and uh-huh. they were always open to improvisation. Right. And which was really fun because I enjoy improvisation. But David Zucker was also open to anybody in the crew. Like if there was a lighting guy who had a joke, it was such an open, like warm crew environment that literally everybody there, if you had something funny to say, he was open to you saying it. And if what you had to say actually made people on the crew laugh, he's like, okay, well, it works. You know, there was no ego there where he was like, no, this is what we're doing. He was like, wait a minute. Right Mayhem, now, this is working. Cool, He's like, yeah. this is a funny moment. It's working for some reason, so let's film it. And I, I took away That's from huge. that. I was like, okay. If it makes it better, like, why not? Yeah. Right. I heard a yeah. horrifying story about, um, sadly, Ben Stiller on a movie that I loved, which is uh, Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. And I heard that one of the writers on there, like, they had these writers just, like, pitching him jokes, right, to punch it up during the day. And they're on set doing that. And I don't know if this is true or not. I hope it's not because it horrifies me. But it's, 
Ben Stiller had him pitch him, and he's like, he pitches Ben this joke, and he goes through it, and it takes him about a minute to pitch the scenario, and uh, and then he goes, wait, wait, run it past me one more time, and the guy says it to him again, and he goes, yeah, it was just as fucking stupid the first time. <laughs> and, oh. and I heard that, and I was like, ah, no way, no way, I want to believe that Ben Stiller is awesome. Yeah, but I've heard he's notorious on set. Oh, no, he's I will notorious. not believe it. I will yeah. not believe it, I've because never not, only, so not only did he crush... For basketball at the box office and that something about Mary, but nonsense. Well, you uh, know what's funny is his wife auditioned yeah. for basketball. Oh wow, for <laughs> yeah. the Jenny McCarthy role. Yeah. Uh, or no, 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 or the no. Carmen the, Electra, the Yasmin no. Bleeth. Yasmin. Role. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and well, she was in Hey Dude. Yeah, Hey. Remember dude. Hey Dude on Nickelodeon? Yeah, Nickelodeon. Like, that was, that was, like it was like the ranch hands and stuff. Yeah, and I, used to I was watch like, what's gonna happen to the girl from Hey Dude? Oh, she married, married Ben Stiller. Yeah, she's the only one in all the movies he's in. Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. happened to the dude who played the Native American in Hey Dude? Nothing. Uh, nothing. nothing. Yeah, I looked it up the other day I... because they had because they were doing the Hey Dude marathon <laughs> on what? the '90s on Nick, and I was like, whatever. Oh, your neighbor mentioned that he just sits at home and watches. Just sits at home and watches all that and Hey Dude. Can Ben play one of your neighbors? actually uh gets outside of his apartment is that possible yeah, i would love to well you know yeah. we've worked together they open the door and he's just a corpse yeah. <laughs> we've, oh, we've worked together Nintendo on film before yeah, th- twice i yeah. you know yeah. i loved mm-hmm. it um dom who's been on geekscape mm-hmm. before and ben you're obviously here you guys yeah. did like a 48 hour film challenge which yeah is psychotic to me yeah. but you guys were hilarious in yeah it. it was great uh i think my my favorite one was when you were playing the suicide prevention coach oh yeah yeah like oh no no not prevention you were the suicide coach you were yeah, teaching people how to Commit suicide. That's yeah. crazy. Suicide prevention. Uh, I got to prevention. hit him. With, I got to hit him with my car. So you know, actually, actually yeah. hit, hit him with your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he crashed yeah. into me in the car. I, I did. Yeah. I did. What kind of car? Uh, my Honda Fit. Uh, oh, okay. so nothing happened. The, the, the so nothing happened. It was fine. <laughs> the it bounced fit, off the hood. The Fit is slow. It's, yeah. I'm sorry. Dan <laughs> waxes and the thing goes flying. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, what was it? Uh, Thor when he smashes? No, it was the Hulk. The Hulk. Do not compare yeah. a Fit to Thor. I'm saying I'm comparing Dan to Thor. Okay, yeah. good. So at that moment, I was at, very at that powerful. Moment. Yeah. Okay, good. but it was great. We didn't win, but you know, it was still good. You guys didn't win the 48-hour film. We got uh, audience. I think we got audience choice. Yeah. So the audience appreciated it. And us. I think I won Best Actor. Yes, you did. Oh, <laughs> damn. You did. Swinging, yeah. that, swinging that star power oh, yeah. at the 40-hour film festival. because I pumped that car down. He <laughs> <laughs> did the Thor style. It's like, Kenny, you weren't there, and you haven't seen it. So when we say Thor, we mean Thor. And that especially goes here on Geekscape. I'm sorry. We're going to be talking more Thor. We're going to be talking uh, all the news and geek stuff and more about uh, Deanna and my neighborhood when we get back here on Geekscape. So hang tight. All right, we're back on Geekscape. And if you're watching this on T-Radio V, Ben is practicing gang signs. In the hopes <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do it now. No, do it now. Come I'm not going to do it now. He's don't doing gang signs. Just do it. No, I'm not oh, going to do okay. it. I'm you not going to do I it. I like how you know exactly <laughs> what way to go in doing it. It's like you practice in front of the mirror at home. Uh, I do. we got to shout out Jeremy and Kyle here in the engineering room here at T-Radio V. Get on the mics, guys. Say hello to uh, the Geeks. Do they have mics I, in there? Yeah, they got mics in there. How are you doing, Jeff? Nothing. That's Jeremy and Kyle, and they're recording the show for you guys, and they're a huge part of what we do. So I'd love to Why give don't they ever turn out. off our mics and just keep going? They could. I mean, they're probably mm. more entertaining than we are. Probably. I don't want to dissuade you from listening to the show, though, because we are <laughs> talking uh, about <laughs> the Ian's Project, My Neighborhood. And uh, he's got a Kickstarter going on right now. So you guys go to Kickstarter. Uh, search his name, Dian Bahar. That's a silent C. Mm-hmm. And uh, look for the project My Neighborhood. And you were just trying to raise five grand, but you want to do a whole 22 episode sitcom. Like, what's how well, do you I do, do that? But, well, the thing is, I'm 
originally we said five grand. Right. But we raised that in three days. Right. Awesome. And which was awesome. Yeah. And I was scared. I put that as a low amount originally because just to make sure you get some money. Yeah, I just needed to have just the base, very bare bottom level that I can work with. Right. And then I started talking to some more actors. Like um, today, in fact, I talked to Bill Mosley, mm-hmm. who is an amazing horror icon. Uh, D. Wallace, like the mom from E.T. Totally. And uh, 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 Ronald Jeremy. And Ron Jeremy, you know. And all these three, all three of these guys are hopefully going to be on the show. But in order for that to happen, I actually need to pay these guys. Sure, sure. And a $5,000 budget is not going to do that. Right. So I am now trying to raise it, if I can, ideally to 10000 And right now we're almost at $7,000. we have got another two weeks to go. Uh-huh. So if I can raise like another three grand in two weeks... I'll be set. I'll be yeah, golden. You know? Maybe get Sorbo up in that bitch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorbo. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, no. Good old, I, I don't good old know racist Kevin Sorbo. Oh, okay, no. get him down there. Hey, he's not racist. He's no. on Fox News all the time. Uh, ha- yeah, have him have him play a police officer. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like, oh, sorry, we don't uh, have your kind in my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, you could have like yeah, the yeah. issues episode of my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Where you exactly. deal with the gentrification. Maybe it's like this guy keeps checking his mail wearing a hoodie. I think he's up to something. Right. Then like the old lady ends up with something having been stolen. You can just do like the whole Ferguson thing in my, the like microcosm of my neighborhood. What you can could talk about go some real wrong? Shit. So what we're learning <laughs> is real shit. don't let John write an episode. For yeah. yeah. If you have me write an episode, it will basically just be the most controversial yeah. thing you ever <laughs> it'll be yeah. well, You can have Trey and Matt write an episode and that one. Yeah. Some controversy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. um, you know. So, what is like the fight? Like, what do you do with five thousand dollars? Just shoot a small episode or something? Like, like what can you do? Yeah, we're gonna make a twenty-two minute episode. We're gonna make a, a pilot, right? And then I'm gonna take that and shop it around and hmm. see if people like it. Wow! And you were writing it, producing it, acting in it, directing it. Yeah, all of it. And if wow. and, and the quality is gonna be like the one in the the Kickstarter video because that was really good. Well, thank you. Yeah, but that was like super low budget. Right. I mean, that was um. Yeah, I mean, that was just basically... Am I spoiled that like when I hear $5,000, i am like, no, that's super low budget. Am I just like a brat or what? Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, what we have on Kickstarter is basically just uh, uh, a presentation. Sure. And I, just kind of getting the idea of the show out, but we want to film an actual episode so people can see what the show would actually look like and mm-hmm. not have somebody saying, well, this is what we want it to look like. Right. You know, and actually show it. How autobiographical is this? Because I'm guessing you moved out here from Colorado. Yeah. You probably woke, grew up in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd, ha, you'd have to be in like New York to not have grown up in a smaller town. <laughs> and, uh, and now you're in LA. Like, is it hard like being a, an aspiring actor in LA? Um, I know Ben's experiences or lack thereof. But what you about just, yours? Where you just give up? <laughs> where you just, where you give, just up? give up and, and you do listen to your podcast? Old neighbors like having sex next door, and you're like, mm. well, you know, I, oh, no, I grew I up in Littleton, Colorado, uh-huh. and my neighborhood actually was like this ideal neighborhood where I did know all the people on my street, and it we is would have Littleton. <laughs> well, you know what's ironic well, is that it's actually one of the, it's one of the largest cities actually in Colorado. Ironically, the name's kind of a misnomer. It has like <laughs> largest city in Colorado, five thousand people. <laughs> no, there's like six major high schools there. Wow. And, yeah, it's a uh, it's a huge place actually. Mm. And one of them was the tragedy, like the Columbine, uh, like, like the, yeah. the Columbine, Columbine High School. Yeah. That was my yeah. rival high school. Wow. Um, and now. Like, what are some of your experiences here in L.A. that maybe you saw the basis of some of these episodes in? Like, did you, like, what's the craziest thing that maybe happened when you moved out here? Uh, well, it would actually have nothing to do with where I was living. It would have to do with probably going to porn sets with Ron Jeremy. All oh, right. boy. Yeah. All right. Actually seeing people in person doing that. Now, was this for Ruined. research for Jodo Boy, or was it, like, research? just like, what, no, going for he fun? Was, no, it was just for fun. He was just, like, he porn took me and a few weird. of the other guys. Like, and, Ron would be yeah. like, hey, you want to go to a porn set Yeah, and we were like, yeah, this? let's check. Yeah, you want to smell <laughs> this? Were you horrified? 
Yeah, it was actually really fucking weird because <laughs> there was this guy. It was like a game show scenario, and Ron and I and a couple other friends were sitting off on the side over by like the craft services table. No, don't like, sit there. Eating fucking <laughs> chips and salsa, watching people fuck. <laughs> and it was just so weird because there was nothing sexy about it at all. Mm. It was so mechanical and weird. And the main guy that was supposed to be having sex with this girl couldn't get a heart on. Yeah. And we nicknamed him the Sweaty Pirate because he had, <laughs> he had really long hair pulled back in a ponytail and these big gold hoop earrings. And he was just sweating profusely, and he couldn't get a heart on. He right. was, like, pulling and tugging on it like Ugh. it was made out of bubble gum. And Ron, <laughs> no, Jeremy, we're all just sitting visual. there, and we're like, holy shit. Like, we're all just getting more disturbed by this. Right. And Ron, Jeremy finally gets disgusted and stands up, pulls down his pants, and he's just fucking ready to go. Right. He jumps in there as the literal stunt cock. No. That's and awesome. And he just went to town right there. Ron, For, Jeremy did. But, like, yeah. was there a, a physical discrepancy in these two actors, or was the no, shot that I, they, I don't know how they rewrote the script in that scene, but they were just like, screw it, and they just filmed all of him just screw coming it. in. You think Ron, awesome. Jeremy, like, screw it. Screw it. Like, obviously, Ron, Jeremy probably wasn't in that movie, but he showed up at the set hoping that maybe they would need him to, like, bat. They're like, why is and I like, a hedgehog in this film? I mean, so basically, like... You know, indirectly, his whole thing was, hey, do you guys want to come to this set where I might potentially bang in front of you guys? Like, you know, yeah. we have to look at each other in the eyes and drive home awkwardly in silence? Like, did that happen? That's- yeah, see, that's the weird thing is we had seen him, obviously, in pornos before, and we met him. We're like, uh, that's cool. You're a nice guy, though. And we were just working with him on set acting. Yeah. But then just going to the set with him and seeing him actually doing that just brought it all back again. <laughs> wow. In a really bad, weird way. <laughs> and then you guys had to, like, drive Yeah, and we're back driving home. back kind of like... Wow, so uh, good, 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 we want to, we want to talk about good job tonight, Ron. He yeah. really, really well, did, he, home. Did, did he ever tell you this, uh, any stories from the sets of Ghostbusters? No. You know he was on Ghostbusters, what? right? Yeah. In the climactic uh, scene where all of New York is watching the building. Sure. If you look at the police barricades, Ron Jeremy's right at the front line. Wow. Oh, my God. They're serious? watching, like, the building. With, he, the, he's the, just, like, you know, he's one of the extras yeah. looking up. at It's <laughs> crazy. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. He was a stay hard marshmallow man because <laughs> like that, that's just that's just crazy that he would bring you guys to the set where he probably knows he's gonna like go and pitch hit you know what I mean? Maybe. It's like don't mind if I do. It's like oh he just happened to be wearing tearaway pants like yeah. ready to go. Snap pants. He always that's wears insane. snap pants just yeah. in case. Um, so yeah. one thing that I do on Geekscape now and uh, it's inspired by the Geekscape Games podcast that we started up on the site is give out mission objectives for the audience and I I put out last week what two tools you would use that you can craft together but two tools that you could use. Um, in uh, like a zombie island. Like if you have a yeah, zombie island, zombie. you can't bring weapons, but you can bring tools. And I asked the audience, and I got a bunch of feedback from it. This week, I think the mission objective should be uh, like if like, like if you had to be in a porn set with no. two male porn stars, <laughs> which <laughs> two would they be? I, I think it's uh, well, that's easy. It's James Dean and Tommy Gunn. Uh, uh, um, no, I, I think it's uh, I think the mission objective should be um, if you, you ha- could pick anybody as a neighbor, like who would you pick? And why? And it can be like a romantic aspiration and be like, oh, I think they'd just be a good neighbor. Like, that's what I want to like hang out with. Um, and so any would... male porn star is a neighbor, which is this is what it is? The, the, no, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to no, no, no. scratch that, actually. The, the objective is, who is the worst neighbor experience you've ever had? That's what I'm going to put out. Okay. Who, what was the worst neighbor experience that you have ever had? Um, ben Dunn's neighbors? Uh, you you well, will win this. We're, we're going to get... <laughs> no, they're uh, not the worst. We're going to get the answer no, no, to this. No. Okay. You guys think oh, about it. Because of me. You guys think about it. At the end of the show, we're going to find out who Kenny, okay. Dean, and Ben's worst neighbor experiences ever were. Uh, and, uh, and you guys submitted on like... Uh, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you guys can find us. Leave it as a comment on SoundCloud. And what was your worst neighbor 
experience. Um, as for like what two weapons or tools you would have on a zombie apocalypse, the crowbar is really winning. What? A lot of people are picking the crowbar because you can't pick a weapon. Uh, somebody said a solar-powered nail gun and a crowbar. Another person said, oh, the crowbar sticks sometimes. I had to try it out <laughs> in the back alley zombies up here. Um, I prefer a cricket paddle. Some people were like, I just want a, a baseball bat with nails, nails through it. it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, baseball bat and nails. Okay. You could craft that. Uh, an entrenching tool and the annihilator wrecking ball uh, bar. I don't know what that is. A crowbar and a bicycle is cool, but it's an island. They don't have roads. I don't know what you're going to be doing. Yeah, mountain bike, indeed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, um, Shane O'Hare, who hosts the Geeks Game Games podcast, said a gun and ammo reloading station. So he's illiterate, <laughs> and he would die within a few minutes. <laughs> Somebody said a, a Sith and a chainsaw, um, but a over uh, a scythe. A scythe. A scythe. Oh, a scythe. Okay. Sorry, sorry, not a not a not a yeah, not evil, an Jedi. evil Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> evil Jedi. But, but most people are basically going with a uh, crowbar and I'm like dude you would have to get so damn close to a zombie to use a crowbar you might as well get your ass bit people yeah. weren't listening you're on an island there's has to be bamboo you just break off a piece of bamboo and then you have a long ass stick that's sharp right. so like a poke hatchet, him in the eyes poke him in the eyes uh, somebody just said somebody <laughs> said flint and and uh and like a water filter and flint and I was like you're probably the smartest person here cuz now you can drink water and make a fire and stay mm-hmm. warm and, you know, if you use the wood, like Ben said, you can yeah. light their asses up on fire. So, yeah. you know, uh, I think that works. A hatchet and razor wire was another good weapon. <laughs> well, razor wire, you can keep them from getting you at the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, okay, yeah. razor wire only has like one purpose, though. You need to bring things that have multiple purposes. Like a crowbar, sure, you can hit them, but then you can what, get the nails out of the bat after if you need it. Right. Like, I mean, crowbar... I just like the better, stuff that but... I like the stuff that uses uh, electricity, like an excavator and jackhammer. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to plug it into? <laughs> like a you potato. Do, you, you know, you potatoes. have potatoes. So, guys, thank you for the feedback on that mission objective. The crowbar seems to have won. I don't agree with it. Um, and th- give us your worst neighbor experience for next week and uh, when we get back we're going to talk news we're going to talk about Ian's project My Neighborhood again and we're going to be thinking about what our worst neighbor situations ever were and uh, we'll be right back on Geekscape so strap up and sit tight we're back Geekscapists and um just noticing here, if you guys are watching this live on T Radio V, there's a bunch of new shows that are being played in the ads no. uh, at the commercial breaks. Uh, ads for brand new T Radio V shows. Are these new shows here? Uh, I like it. Can I be on some of them? I want to be on the uh, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony show. I think I would work well with those guys. I think you can only call into that show. You oh, just yeah. have to call yeah? in and say your name. And well, there's then... like 19 guys in the studio, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll hang with you guys. Yeah, you... I'll look like a white spot on a black domino, but like, <laughs> I'll chill with those guys. Those guys will think I'll be I'm in cool. There. I'll be in there with you, and oh, we we'll just be the snake eyes domino. That's right. <laughs> snake eyes. Let them know we know business. I'll see you fuckers at the crossroads. <laughs> That's cool, man. I like these new shows. Uh, you know, if you guys uh, haven't watched us on T Radio View and you're listening to this on SoundCloud or, or iTunes, check it out. We're live 7 p.m. every Monday night on TRadioV.com. So it's cool. And, and Kyle and Jeremy are in charge of the cameras and all the audio and stuff. And it's all fun. But enough about my show. Let's talk about my neighborhood. Uh, Dian Bahar's new project, and we're going to get him to shoot this pilot. He's already hit his Kickstarter goal, but there's stretch goals. He wants the Sorbo. I'm kidding. He doesn't <laughs> probably want Kevin Sorbo on the show, but no. he can get more actors. He can up the production quality and help the chances of this show being made uh, when he takes this pilot out. If you guys go to Kickstarter, look up My Neighborhood and start throwing him some dimes. Like, throw him some money. No, screw the dimes. You got a hundred, you got a thousand. Start throwing at this guy. Let's get this thing going and uh, give him a good product. 
uh, I'm excited about it, dude. Thank you. You know, we actually have some really. Yeah. Thank you. We have a really cool incentives as well. It's uh, you know, it's not just asking for money. We're actually offering a a roll on the show. Ben, oh, get you all it out. Yeah, ben, you could have ben, a walk on roll. You could have lines. I have five dollars. Will that work? Yeah. Well, what, what is yeah, the that price one? for that? For uh, that one. Oh God! What is the walk on? Oh, you can't do the walk out roll, Kenny. Oh shit! Oh, man. Yes, you can. There oh, we go. There we go. The man. Sorry, Kenny. It's, uh... If you're playing the at-home drinking game, Jonathan mm. made a cripple joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! People get so fucked up if we do cripple jokes. <laughs> Uh, that's your mission director for next yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, for yeah. Week yeah we're going to two weeks. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but guys, go to that Kickstarter. Some of the incentives include doing a walk-on role. I'm guessing you have to live in L.A., so Ben would be good for it. We've got to think about what Ben can play. I like how I'm not a part of the show, but I'm already yeah, you, conce- I've already conceived like five episodes right now. <laughs> that'd be a trash like, man. Oh, dude. You have a trash yeah, man yeah. role? Oh, absolutely. No, don't, yeah. none of this method acting shit. We're actually going to make you act. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you said trash man, not trash. <laughs> I love Ben like a... Brother? (laughs) 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 Nah, I get it. We got to get Ben this role. You know, he could be like a bog monster that comes out of the pool and the pool's not clean. You know what I mean? Like Swamp Thing, some shit he comes out of it. Is there, yeah. an epi- is there an episode where like the pool is like not getting Once clean? Once again, don't let the- John no, no. write any of your episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning into the fucking He's X-Files. Producing, <laughs> it's turning into the X-Files. I'm thinking like an episode where like people don't clean the pool and it's like a communal pool in the apartment. So it turns into like this, you know, science lab experiment where like this bog monster comes out of it. Nobody knows who's like eating all their cats or something. And it turns out to be this monster at midnight. It comes out of the pool and starts, never mind. These, fuck these that are really, idea. really good but ideas. I'm trying to make you, Ben's, Ben's looking at me like, that's a dumb idea, but I'd play it. I mean, I wouldn't say no to it. Why would I say no to it? That sounds I'm, amazing. I, I am the Ron Jeremy of any shitty role. <laughs> I'll step in and play the bog monster that comes out of the swimming pool that's been unclean for 20 years. Um, so Dan, like, tell me about being an actor in LA because it's something that I don't think that I would have the fortitude to do. Like, is it hard? Like, is it crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the uh, like? Like, when you're out here, is it just hard to be demoral? Like, is it demoralizing? Take me through the pain and and, and all that. Sometimes, I want you to yeah. cry right now. Yeah, it's a it's a financial roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as you get a job, you're realizing that you are going to have to look for another job. Oh. Like, you never ever have any real security financially. Mm. You get a job and you're stoked about that, and then you're like, okay, this job is going to end in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then I got to go find another job. <laughs> and really, like the only thing, like that's the thing about this Kickstarter and all these projects is the. And I was speaking with a, a producer and a, a guy today about doing projects together. And it's really about owning your content, and I think that the last ten years and the web and everything have really shown people that yes, you can work for other people, but you end up in a situation like Dean says where you just end up looking for another job. If you own the content, mm-hmm. then there's a, a whole stratified ability to uh, profit off of it, whether it's get your next project, maybe put it online, maybe sell it overseas, maybe develop it into a comic book or some other kind of transmedia. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really been incredible that we can actually yeah. use the, the new tools and technology to make that stuff for ourselves. Yeah, That's you're, what you're doing. you're absolutely right. That's uh, And I wish I would have figured this out sooner because the only way really to make any money as an entertainer is to actually own your own product. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the only way. You can't just continually hope that you're going to get, you know, bought by somebody else for their project and used uh, consistently. Because even I mean, somebody like like somebody like Tom Cruise or Will Smith, right. who are like two of the biggest stars in the world, both of those guys own their own production companies mm-hmm. because they are actively creating work for themselves. Or Trey and Matt own their production absolutely. Companies. You know, so even at the very very highest level of wealth. That's why they got that level because they own their own shit. Have those guys yeah. helped you out at all? I know that you've done some roles on South Park and stuff, but like, do you still work with them regularly? Are they? I can't anymore because it's uh, it's 
on South Park, I can't. It's right. a non-union show. Oh, okay. And I'm in the Screen Actors Guild, and I actually received a letter from SAG saying, don't do this show anymore. Wow. And that's why you won't hear any uh, recognizable voices past, like, the second season on South Park. Because literally, if they need somebody else to do a voice, they'll just pull one of their animators out of his cubicle and have him come record a voice. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Which I is crazy, because it basically cuts a lot of work out for a hmm. lot of other actors. But, they're, but aren't they both SAG? They were when we did basketball. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what their standing is now with that, but they, I don't think they really care about that anymore. Sure, yeah, and there is actually a loophole with SAG where um, if you are owning your own product and you are a creator of your own product, a producer of your own product, and you are SAG, it doesn't have to be a SAG I remember project. Ron Howard got some heat about that a few years ago because he was doing a project that was non-SAG, and of course he was OP and like, like, or like worked his way up as right. a SAG actor and was benefited from being a SAG actor, and then he turns around and does a non-union project on like a pretty big scale. Um, the things with, with Trey Program, with Trey, he wrote this, this script, The Fuzzies, that mm-hmm. I wanted to see, and it, that one looked hilarious, but the project I really wanted him to do was the one that Paramount had a few years ago, which was the giant r- rubber monsters attack Japan. He wrote a kaiju script, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it is still sitting on a shelf somewhere in Paramount. I have a copy of the script, but it is a giant kaiju parody movie. It's basically like rubber monsters, what yeah. he did with, with marionettes in Team America, with yeah. rubber monsters <laughs> attacking awesome. little cardboard cities, and it seemed hilarious. But obviously those guys work around the clock. Um, but like Dean said, like it's all about owning your own content, which is a weird thing. But you don't know if it's going to be a video game, a comic book, a movie until you make it. You don't know what the audience is going to dictate or the market is going to dictate. And like your show is, is showing us now, there are so many other venues to, to display your work. You mm-hmm. know, there are so many streaming websites now that are going to have their own original content. Like there's Netflix and Redbox. we got to put different... up in Hero the Prophecy. My brother would flip. I told my younger brother that Dan was going to be on the on the, on the the show, and he's like, yeah. we got to put him in Hero the Prophecy. I'm like, well, Ben Dunn still wants to be in it. And like, <laughs> I, how just we replace Brian Gilmore. Yeah, we will. We, we might. Um, some audio slipped in, but it's fine. Um, so Kenny has been playing Advanced Warfare. Let's switch that, to like. That was, that was let's a just very switch abrupt no, segue. No. Like, like Kenny's been playing Advanced Warfare, and, and you've given me a lot of shit about um, uh, liking Call of Duty in the past. Or yeah, a little bit of shit. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, what are you a 16 year old kid who likes to call people racist and homophobic right, epithets right. on Xbox? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this but, game looks amazing. And, um, I, I've been playing it, but I, I play um all of my games on PC, and right. the community on like. The PC versus the community on Xbox. Every thirteen-year-old kid has a has an Xbox right. and a Call of Duty. But like, and everyone like talks shit uh, on on Xbox. But on PC, no one talks to anyone. Like you know, <laughs> you're one, just killing nah, people in silence. Just, yeah, it's just kids. That's creepy. Nobody's talking shit on that. So, like, huh. We're killing people in just sweet, sweet utter whispering silence. This is what I would do if I was really good at those games, and I'm not. I get like headshots mm-hmm. from like five hundred feet away, and I'm awful at them. Yeah. But I would just be creeping up around behind people. If it's if it's like you say on the yeah. PC, nobody talks to anybody, yeah. and I would just go go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's, all I would say. That's all I would ever say. A, I would only use the knife. I wouldn't use any other weapon. I would only use something that like a, is there a girl like a girl wire or anything that you have to get in close, and I would just come up to people and go turn around. I'd be like. And I would just be killing people. Like that's the only way I would do it. So that's the only way I would do it. I saw I saw that uh, Kevin Spacey's a character Uh, in the campaign. Yeah, in the campaign. Do you get to unlock his skin? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can you get under his skin? I want to wear. 
I want to take I want to take your face off. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but the game is—is is the game good or is uh, it like every other Call of Duty um, game? It's not like any other Call of Duty game at all, which is fantastic for the franchise. It's not as good as um, I would say Titanfall is. I, I really love Titanfall, um, but also it's very very difficult for like me to play. Like someone someone who doesn't. Um, have all the use of their fingers right. like to play. This game is the fastest Call of Duty ever, and I'm playing mm. against like other people who have all their fingers, and I do like a lot of voice command stuff with, sure. like, with stuff, oh, and so I'm like at a one and a half second delay. You go, go to sleep. Yeah, your, yeah, computer, go. your computer turns <laughs> off. <laughs> your computer's like go going to sleep. To sleep. <laughs> Damn it, voice activated command. I was trying to be cool. I was trying to be threatening. I was trying to knife him in the I was kidney. To creep him out. <laughs> go to, go to sleep. But you would recommend it. Um, yeah, if if you, uh, I would recommend it if you uh, are if you like really fast-paced shooters. But no, it, I'd be dead. You, a lot. <laughs> I would not recommend it for you. It's about it's a it's a lot of fun. PC, the um, everyone is extremely fucking good. Be mm-hmm. like just because the people that get games on PC are usually inherently better, especially with shooters, because you can use a mouse instead of like a joystick. Sure. And um, so I am at a huge detriment, and they You'll kick my better, ass. But I have a lot You'll of fun. Get yeah, yeah. I, I play. I I played like like twelve hours or whatever. You like should this, be the one who's Talk trash. Uh, yeah. Come on, motherfucker. Look at me above the leaderboard 2 and 24. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep on that shit. <laughs> I will make you go to sleep. Dean, do you play video games? I play FIFA. Oh, oh yeah, you're a huge soccer awesome. fan. Yeah, I love, you love soccer. It. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And do they talk trash in FIFA? Or just like, do they do it <laughs> in English? <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't actually played it online. I play it with friends that uh, are in the room, and yeah, we do talk trash. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Right, wait one second. I need to smoke a ball. <laughs> yeah, I love soccer. Why? Why not play online? Is it because it gets annoying? All right, like, like so you don't want some sixteen-year-old kid like yelling in your ear. Yeah, sometimes. You, yeah. You basically get little kids just shouting shit at you. You can just that's when you mute all the motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, a few years ago, like a year or two ago, uh, my buddy Derek was on this show, and he was on a show with. Um, Megan Fox's husband, Brian Austin Green. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he said that... Oh, Derek Miller? Uh, yeah, so Derek Miller was on yeah. the show, and he was, <laughs> talk, he was talking about Brian Austin Green and how he went over to their place, and Megan Fox is really amazing at, like, Halo or Call of Duty, but she won't say anything because they don't know it's a girl. Yeah. And then, like, after he, like, she just destroys everyone, and supposedly Megan Fox is amazing at this game. After she destroys everyone, she will just be like... Hey, good game, everybody. God, like that's the first time the female actually uses her voice. And, and then everyone's like, girls, everyone's like girls, oh my girls, God, girls, oh my God, it was a girl. She fucking destroyed it. I mean, can you imagine that the 14-year-old kid who realized that the Transformers chick just beat their ass? Just, just destroyed, destroyed them. them. Yeah. It's like, there's no way Megan Fox Such raging boners. raging boners. I would have paid for that. Thank God this Xbox controller vibrates. That's episode 19 of My Neighborhood right there. I just wrote another episode. The Hot Gamer Girl. I'm okay. Okay with Who's this episode online. Okay. Can Wait. I play the hot gamer girl? Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, we're gonna be talking news, reviews, and everything else under the Geek Sun when we return from this quick break here on Geekscape. Welcome back to Geekscape. We talked about a little Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. I don't know. Are, you, are we overmodulated over there? In this, everything's cool in the studio, Jer? Cool. Uh, sorry, we were hearing something in the mics or the headphones that maybe you guys weren't hearing. So sorry about that, listeners. But um, there's more stuff that happened in the geek world uh, over the past week since we broadcast last. And I think the big news is Star Wars Episode Seven is no longer Star Wars Episode Seven. It's The Force Awakens. Oh, yes. No, nope, oh. I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh, and the big joke, the joke I immediately told on Twitter was that it's going to be followed up by The the Force Hits the Snooze Button and then The Force, <laughs> the force, uh, the force says, the force epi- <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine was... Uh, 
uh, I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> Fine. I'm up. Uh, Fine. I'm up. I'm up. Mm, but yeah, the, what do you guys think of the new Star Wars uh, title, Dan? What do you think? The I Force Awakens. I don't know. I'm not. I don't have a problem with it, but right. I just never realized that it went to sleep. I, didn't, <laughs> I, just, I didn't know. I guess when you, you like light Vader up and like everybody else kind of fades into ghosts and Luke is all by himself, he's like. I kind of don't have to do this Jedi stuff anymore, you know? Like, I'm the last of them, so screw it. Yeah, um, yeah. I know. think it's good they're getting away from numbers. <laughs> well, it's, it's still episode seven. Yeah. It's episode seven, colon, The Force Awakens. That sucks now. That yeah. sucks even more. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I figure it seems cool, and if you're going to awaken the franchise, like, figuratively, sure. you're going to awaken the franchise into brand new movies and spinoffs, why not lead with that? But I think some fans were immediately joking about it. I made a joke about it. But some were actually negative, and uh, I'm cool with the title. I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm negative about most things mm-hmm. when I hear them first off, and I was like, oh, it's fine it's mm-hmm. boring it's just a boring title but that is like the well, b- biggest thing the best thing you've said about anything like, i know ah, yeah, but would you rather have like a, reviews would you rather, rather have a title that 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 uh kind of says something about the story but we don't know what it is right now like the phantom menace we're like what it, what is it what's the phantom menace then for two years or you know we have to be like what the hell is it what does it mean no no more of a, a pop culture reference you should have something like uh star wars Fucker right in the pussy. <laughs> Star Wars cut the puss. <laughs> Star Wars. She was my sister the entire time. Star Wars. Two girls, one force. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> the, the, uh, the the big sci-fi movie that came out this past weekend was uh, Interstellar, and mm-hmm. I didn't see it. See it's, it it's three hours long, but uh, we have a review up on the site. If you guys go to Geekscape.net, you can read uh, Dave Traverso's review. He's a great reviewer. He's our reviewer, and uh, he had some positive things to say about it. But there's obviously like some uh, controversy about whether the movie, I guess, cheated at the end but I'm trying not to spoil it for myself but I'm looking forward to it I want to see it on like IMAX in huge I don't know because every single thing I've heard is that if you watch it in IMAX you're seeing uh, the sound mix on the 70 millimeter is really screwed up so you miss pieces of dialogue because the sound is uh, the the background music is so high high. I hate when they but on the 35 stuff that like we hear at Comic Con every year yeah we're so, next to the legendary booth, and it just the, drowns us. Yeah, so it, I, I hear see the 35 millimeter okay. because it's actually mixed properly. But it's not the first time that Nolan's screwed up sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Bane. Right. No one could hear. Oh, I like Bane. I like Bane too. I, yeah, but you, weird way, did you I thought see? Bane was cool. I he's actually your voice. neighbor in episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but did you idea. see? Did you see the the preview that they had before uh, I Am Legend when they had the original sound mix the for Bane? Plane abduction scene. Uh, and uh, it, Bane literally sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he sounded like you were ordering from a McDonald's drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> so they cleaned it up a little for the movie. And then the Inception. If you remember Inception, like the music was awful. It was the teacher from Peanuts. While working at McDonald's. <laughs> um, the, the, the movie that, that I did go for this weekend because it seems short and sweet and was getting great reviews was Big Hero 6. And uh, it was based yeah. on the Marvel comic series. And I think they changed Not it really. a bit. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It maybe changed a name lot. only. It was Big Hero yeah. Six, but you definitely go see it. It's still very much a Marvel esque movie, and stay, mm. so stay through the credits. Oh yeah, absolutely. I loved this movie almost on par with my favorite superhero movie, which is The Incredibles. Yeah, and it's very comparable to The Incredibles. It, have you Have you guys seen it yet? I've not Big seen Hero it. Six I, is awesome. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just emotional, but like 
it made me cry like mm. three times. Pusser! Yeah. <laughs> but not only that, but you saw Feast. Oh, there's a short before it about a Boston Terrier. That's and just you know about that's Rufus. That's my soft spot. It's my, just about my, Rufus. My dog Rufus. Oh. And that one had me almost tear up. Oh, my that had me lot. crying. Like, but because of the relationship the in it. Is this like the little thing with the baby before who killed Roger Rabbit yeah, or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. It's, just a, it's a little Rabbit. short film before it called Feast, and it's about a, a dog, and immediately you have me there. But Big Hero 6 is a phenomenal movie. What I found out, like... That Baymax, the big fluffy guy in it, mm-hmm. is Scott Adsit mm-hmm. from. Uh, he he's an improviser, but he's also in. Uh, uh, what was the Tina Fey's TV show? Oh, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Oh he, wow. He was he was the head writer in Thirty oh, I Rock. Know that. That, oh, okay. The only recognizable yeah. names for me was like T.J. Miller TJ plays Miller. one of the team members. Plays T.J. Uh, Miller. Some of the bad guys in so, you know some of the characters. James Cromwell and Alan well, Tudyk. I thought it was well written. Yeah. It, the effects were, uh, I mean, the, the animation's incredible. And if you're a superhero fan, it is one of the most pure, cool, yeah. you know, all you know, family friendly ones. Because now yeah. I guess the predilection is to make them Darker, dark. If you're right. DC, if you're Marvel, kind of make them a little more serious. And you know, it's still fun, but it's kind of more serious. There's a this, lot of loss in it, though. This this is perfect for a kid, but I That's think fun. if you watched Bambi and saw Bambi's or like, seen mom up. died, or yeah. you saw Up, yeah. Yeah. Bambi's kid, mom died. Kid, yeah, fucking spoilers. Kid, kids should kids should be used to this. Or kids should be. Yeah, I mean, I saw it. Dads. I saw it at the big Disney theater, uh, mm-hmm. the El Capitan, and like it. There was it was kids all over the place and they were enjoying the hell it's, out of it. And, so. and it, yeah, it does get heavy, but this is easily one of my yeah. favorite movies of the year, and I think it'll be that way when it turns into 2015. Well, it did beat out Interstellar mm-hmm. in the box office. Well, it made three-hour movie, yeah. so it yeah. has an extra showing for every day that Interstellar's in screen. In you know those two movies in theaters. You know that yeah. one gets an extra one, because... and there's also way more ages that go to see this one That's because true. parents and kids. Can Dude, I wanted a Baymax one. toy. My wife wanted a Baymax toy. Really? It, it, was, it was oh, it was a great movie. Yeah, I think cool. I think Laura loved yeah. it more than I did, and yeah. I loved it. I only saw that um the like the the trailer, the silent one that first came out or whatever. It wasn't silent, but it had yeah. no no dialogue, and I thought it was fantastic. Just mm-hmm. from that, that made me want to see it. What else went on in the news here? Well, uh, quickly, uh, they announced that there's going to be an uh, Evil Dead TV show on Stars. Oh, that news is oh, huge. Wow. That, uh, Sam Raimi's doing an Evil Dead oh. TV series And Bruce Campbell's going to be in it. What? I'm so excited. Really? It, 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 All the geeks sing the Rejoice song. It's tentatively titled <laughs> Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, my God. So here's oh, wow. a little That's inside cool. trip. Uh, uh, my friend Scott, Scott Stockdike is uh, Sam Raimi's post-super. And he thought this might happen. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. And I was like, dude, that would be a dream. I don't see how it would happen. But obviously, you look at Blood and Sand. You look at all this stuff that Sam Raimi's been doing with stars. But really, an Evil Dead movie, something that's like that, or like an right. Evil Dead series? Oh, yeah. man. Geek dreams are coming true. We're yeah. all going to now get stars. <laughs> yep. Because do nope. any of us have stars? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna get, get it on that. Amazon Prime. Everyone, everyone just <laughs> torrents it. Everyone torrents the stars shows. So, so, so real quick, it. to finish the show, uh, I just wanted to remind you guys that we need to find out your nightmare neighbor stories for next week. Let's just end with the end. What was, do you have a nightmare neighbor story? I don't. My neighbors were awesome. I don't know. Well, then don't date your neighbors, because I did that once, and when that fallout happened, checking my mail turned into a game of spy versus spy. (laughs) It was not fun. Like, looking around the corner, yeah, looking around the corner so you can check your mail, that sucked. Uh, We're going to have these guys' stories. We're going to have your stories on Worst Neighbor. When we come back on Geekscape next week, again, reminder, go to Kickstarter, look for My Neighborhood, that's Dean's project, and throw throw your money at them. Some of those incentives are great, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Oh, the music's back. Ian, thanks for coming on. Thank you, thank you.